Welcome back to the program. Many of you, I'm sure, think you'd love the idea of seeing your life portrayed in movies or television. But imagine if you knew nothing about it, if one day you saw an ad for a TV show that you were the star of, or at least your life was the central character. Would you be scared, shocked, angry, a little bit excited? Well, my guest, Cleary Walters, experienced all of these things as she saw her life in prison portrayed as Alex Voss in Orange is the New Black. Originally portrayed as Nora Jansen in Piper Kerman's book, Orange is the New Black, her life would transform again as a result of her story becoming part of an entertainment and cultural juggernaut. Now Cleary Walters takes her star turn as a writer and tells her story in her memoir, Out of Orange. It is my pleasure to welcome Cleary Walters to the program today. Cleary, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here. I know you've told the story a lot, but talk a little bit about the experience of seeing the ads for the television ads for Orange is the New Black and, and really not knowing that, that this thing was turning into a, a television show. I think it's sort of like hearing a tornado alarm or something. I, I had a feeling that, you know, the, the, the seeing it on the TV, the ad, um, kind of made it a little clearer that this was going to be a very big phenomenon. Feeling the minute I saw it, I realized that the, you know, person in the ad was Piper and the person next to her was me, that the show is going to probably take off and be a big success. It was really weird, just, you know, the short description they gave in the ad itself made it really clear that it was Piper Kerman's story. And if it was Piper Kerman's story, then I was going to be in there. Uh, and it was terrifying. And you certainly knew about the book. And had, had you read the book at that point? Uh, what, what, if any, contact did you had with Piper since the, her book came out? Um, the, when the book came out, I knew about it because I heard her on an NPR show. And I read the book, um, liked the book, was not worried about the book because in her book, I'm barely mentioned in it. I mean, it, you know, the character Nora Jansen is in the book, but it's certainly not, um, I'm certainly not the, the co-star of her story in the memoir. Um, so when the book came out, I was happy for Piper. I was thrilled for Piper for having taken the horrible experience that she had and turned it into something so positive. It was just wonderful. Um, I was also excited that she was taking on the cause of prison reform and you know when when i heard about all of this i was still on paper which is the federal equivalent of being on probation so i couldn't reach out to piper i couldn't contact her and say yay piper good for you um and when the series preview you know came out mm -hmm. i could not contact her then either so that was especially strange as as that became a cultural phenomenon to have to be very, you know, have my hands in, tied and my lips sealed was really weird. Talk about why you couldn't contact her. What were the, the conditions of, of probation that prevented that from happening? Um, the conditions of release were basically that you're not allowed to have contact with your co-defendants or any other felons for that matter. Um, the only way that you can is by special permission, and I couldn't get that, so no contact was permitted. 
And yet you certainly had contact when you uh, both were in the same prison for a short time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that's a different story. Um, but we were only in the same location for about five weeks. And when we were both plucked from the places where we were actually doing our time, and brought to Chicago to testify against one of our other co-defendants who oddly chose to go to trial with his case, even though that was really futile. Um, all Everybody in our conspiracy had already pled guilty and accept, accepted plea agreements, which basically required us all to um, submit statements of fact. And the statement of fact was basically, yeah, we did this, and and explaining exactly what we did. And in so, fact, you both were in, in prisons on opposite ends of the country. You were uh, in Pleasanton in California, and, and Piper was in Danbury in Connecticut. Right, <laughs> yeah. And different prisons. She was in a camp, and I was in a higher higher security facility of Federal Correction Institute. I did un- ended up in a camp, but that's not where I started. Talk a little bit about the beginnings of, of your friendship with Piper and how you both got into this drug ring. Piper and I both lived in Northampton, which is uh, a little college town in New England in the Berkshires. Um, and if you live in Northampton, you're either a student or a slacker. And, um, oh yeah, remember this is 1990-ish, early 90s, mm-hmm. so this is might as well be in a different century. So much has changed since then. But we, our social, our social circle sort of gravitate, kind of intersected at some point, and we became first acquaintances, later friends, and then she was my cat sitter for a while while I was off running around the world. And she joined me for a trip as just a companion to keep me company. And we ended up in a relationship. And then um, from there, she ended up carrying some money uh, into Europe at one point for me, which I don't even think either was considered like to be illegal, uh, just carrying money. Um, but lo and behold, it is. And years later, uh, long after both of us were out of the, um, the whole drug thing, we were arrested, and then the story. How long had you been out of it between then and, and being arrested? I had been out of it for almost two years. Um, I was living up in Vermont, working as a computer geek on web stuff, back when the web was brand spanking new, <laughs> and went to the bank with one of my first paychecks as a web geek, and was arrested in the parking lot of the bank, actually at the drive through window of the bank. Talk a little bit about once you were in prison, all the other women that were there on drug-related issues, and, and really what you came to understand, and you talk about it in Out of Orange, about the whole drug war and, and really the whole prison population that it created around it. Well, what I came to understand while I was in prison is, A, the, the, just the evil nature of the particular drug that I was um, trafficking or helping to bring into the United States. I didn't have any, like, grasp or any real basis for, for understanding um, drug-related 
problems, life problems, things like that, until I was in prison and I actually encountered some of the people, people who have, whose lives were a result of addiction. And that was a big wake-up call. And most of the people I did encounter in, in prison were actually drug-related criminals. Most of them are first-time nonviolent offenders. And most of them really don't have any business in prison at all. I mean, they're perfectly wonderful, lovely people that um, probably would have done better with treatment than they would with any kind of prison. Um, you know, of course, inside they're clean and sober, and so and there's no very little access to any kind of drugs or drug abuse there. At least none that I could see. Um, if you do, if you do find a way to get your hands on something in there, then it's fleeting and it's just more problematic than it would be worth but so there there's so many women that i met that i i just couldn't understand what what we thought as a society we were accomplishing by putting them in prison and breaking up their families and and this the length of sentences you know 20 and 30 years for a first time drug offender non-violent no victim i did makes no sense to me I mean, I understand it's the law, and if you break the law, there's a price to be paid if you get caught. It's just that it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't change the problems that we have in society. Look at the look at the way um, drug crimes, they're not going away, they're getting worse. Heroin addiction is on the rise. In fact, where I live, it's just insane right now. So it's not working to put so many of our people in prison. I just think we need to find an alternative. I'm not sure what it is, but I hope we find it. When did you know, was it uh, after you were already picked up, when did you find out that Piper had also been arrested? Um, I found out probably, you know what, I don't actually know exactly when I found out she'd been arrested. Probably the first time I saw a um, a docket with all of our names on it, all of my co-defendants' names on it for sentencing. Oh, no, I know when I found out, when I saw the, um, the indictment that came out. That was probably in 98, that's when I found out. And what was your reaction to that? Um, my reaction to that was the same as my reaction to everyone who was on the indictment. It was deep sadness, sadness for, for the people who whose lives I touched and ruined, basically. Did you feel in some way responsible for some of it? Yeah, I do. I've, I have felt very responsible for it. If Piper had never met me, she never would have. You know, I, I can't say for certain she wouldn't have encountered another person that introduced her to such a wonderful lifestyle, but she wouldn't have gone <laughs> down that road. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the way you have been portrayed in, in both Piper's book and, and in the TV series, and, and once you saw it, once you had a sense of it, talk a little bit about how you've reacted to it and what you've thought of it. I did not like the way I was portrayed in the TV show as being the star witness, the snitch, and they make that such a such a central part of the whole pl unfolding of the plot in that series that if you were not, um, if you weren't careful, you might believe that was actually the story that was about me. And it's not. Um, there are similarities, you know. Like I said, I did clearly. I made a testimony that included Piper, but um, that's what we all did. And I know it sounds like, well, they jumped off a bridge, so so why didn't you know? But calling me the star witness and making me the reason that Piper went to jail is an oversimplification. And that's being kind. Um, 
I also think that the the differences between the Alex Vaz and me that irritated me the most are my father wasn't a defunct rock star. Uh, that's a that's kind of a um, soft uh, what is that a tender spot. I don't like when you pick on my family. Um, <laughs> Mom isn't an overworked. Oh, you know, um, we aren't poor. Dad's not a drug addict or a rock star. We're a, we were a lovely little family. A little, you know, maybe middle to upper, middle, middle to upper middle class, average American family who you would never suspect would produce a international drug smuggler. <laughs> not any more than you would expect a Smith graduate to be doing the same. We both were um, unlucky. We were you know encountered some something that you would not really expect either of our lives to cross paths with and made some bad decisions has it been a net plus or a net minus for you to be associated with piper the book the tv series all that's come out of it well i think that it's a net plus in one aspect i had lived for far too long with far too many secrets and Getting back on my feet after all of this and putting it all behind me. One of the mistakes I made is thinking that part of putting it behind me is that I could have it somehow, have my past somehow disappear and vanish into the distance. And in order to make that happen, I had to keep too much of my life under wraps. When the show came out, that made that even worse. On the other hand, it made it better because it ultimate, ultimately it outed me. Mm-hmm. And getting rid of the secrecy and having my life become, you know, for lack of a better term, an open book, I think was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. A, it frees me of all that secrecy, and B, it allows me to share what I've gone through and the mistakes I've made, the experiences I've had, and share it with the world. Perhaps even help somebody avoid a dangerous curve. In many ways, it's another example of the way in which your life and, and Piper's life Life have become so intertwined. You talk about your sense of responsibility for drawing her into this. She, on the other hand, has drawn you into to this side of it. Yes, we are definitely intertwined. Um, I would, if if you had told me twenty years ago that twenty years from now I would still be talking about Piper Kerman, I would have I would have thought you'd lost your mind. <laughs> Um, but yes, our lives are definitely fated to um, affect each other in very large ways. And I hope that our lives are ultimately intended to affect a lot of people in good ways. I hope that people read both of our stories, learn lessons from our poor decisions, and more importantly, I hope that as a society in general, we learn some lessons about um how inappropriate our current justice system is. It should not be that having a lot of money keeps you from going to prison. And it should not be that we are incarcerating, you know, people at the rate we're incarcerating them right now. So I hope society sees this story. And we're kind of a part of a chorus that's growing. We've put so many people in prison that it's just inevitable that there is a choir of former residents of prisons coming out telling their story and the stories don't make sense has piper read your book um she has and have you gotten her response to it 
I have not gotten her response directly, but I have gotten it through uh, interviewers, and she thinks that my story is uh, courageous and generous. Um, it took me a long time to digest Piper's book, and I have to give her the same amount of time. She hasn't had much time to take in all that I had to say, and when when I wrote the book, the hardest thing that I had to do was to be honest with myself, and if I'm being honest with myself, then that's going to be hard for her to read as much as it was for me to write. How much of the process of writing your book and thinking about what you wanted to say and how you wanted to say it, how much of that was shaped by not only the actual experience that you went through, but also having read Piper's book and and seen the television series, how much did that side of it shape the direction that you were taking with your book? Um, that's a good question. I, I didn't want to tell Piper's story all over again, so I guess it eliminated that part, um, and I didn't want it to be a, I guess, the act of avoiding looking like a he said, or she said, she said mm-hmm. kind of situation. And telling my story um, probably affected me a lot, probably affected me a great deal. And Piper's book was also so incredibly honest about, you know, where she'd been, what she'd seen, how she experienced it, that I, I felt challenged by that. I felt challenged to be as genuine and as earnest as I could be, or at least as, you know, much as would be legal. <laughs> um, and I think that the, the, the biggest thing was reliving the experiences as I wrote them was incredibly difficult. And I chose what to include in the book by degrees of difficulty. If it absolutely broke my heart and um, was like ripping my soul out to write it. I probably needed to include that. And things that were just, you know, interesting to tell probably didn't make the cut. It's interesting that people will be reading this uh, in conjunction with the, the soon-to-be-released third season. Yeah, very interesting. I, the, the character Alex Foz has taken such a complete, complete and total departure from reality. <laughs> But she is her own entity at this point. But there are still little bits and pieces of, I, I see little bits of me in her still. And I wonder if that's, you know, Piper is still a consultant on the show. So I want, wonder if she's not in there saying, do this, do that, do this. And giving recommendations to the character, because I do see stuff. Um, so comparing and contrasting who Jenji Cohen has created and allegedly based on me versus who I actually am is a whole nother story in itself. <laughs> well, maybe you and Piper will, will write a book together after all of this. I think if we are we succeed in reforming the American justice system, we will definitely write a book together. In fact, we'll run for presidency together. Would that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> Clary Walters, her new memoir is Out of Orange. Clary, I thank you so much for spending time with us today. I appreciate your having me, and I hope you enjoy my book. Thank you. We'll take a break. I'll be right. right back.